Die Hard Nation, what is good? This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and we are back with Die Hard Dialogue. Uh, I am here with, uh, with my partner in crime. I'm going to call her Dr. J from now on, I decided. You like that? Ooh, I love that. The doctor is in the building. I feel like I got a medical degree all of a sudden. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself, actually? It, I think it's a good refresher in case new people have jumped on board. Give a little bit of a little context on you, and we'll get into the show. Yeah, uh, Jesse Cofield. I work at DraftKings. You may know me from uh, being the girl that stalks you on NFL Sunday, on your computer, on your Twitter. Um, I don't know if you have Snapchat. Apparently, I'm on that too. Uh, so yeah, I work at DraftKings. Love my job. Love doing this podcast with Gary. Thank you. So on the show, we pick two games a week, one always with the New York Jets, because that is my diehard love. And we talk about the games. I've been ice cold with the Jets. I've been wildly off. They are completely confusing me. Several years ago in 2015, the year that their last, actually their one good year in the last 11 years, on Instagram, I did a prediction post and I was on fire. I literally went 14 and two. So I had this weird feeling going into this show that I was going to dominate, but that has not been true. I've been completely wrong. And so just for everybody who's listening for the first time, whatever I'm about to say about the Jets-Bills game, unlikely to happen. Keep that in mind. Uh, And that's what we got. So Jess, why don't you give us the context for the show and let's get right into it. Yeah. um, So really quick, just wanted to say that there is a free-to-play listener league that is associated with Die Hard Dialogue. Um, You can win a card from Gary's personal collection this week. It is a Saquon Barkley patch auto card. So join the free-to-play listener league. Check Gary's Twitter. Check DK social media for the link to join the contest. Uh, It's really cool. It's really fun. So like Gary said, let's just jump in. We're doing jets. We're doing bills and we have an amazing guest here. Jason Tardick of bachelorette fame, currently the host of the trading secrets podcast. Also, I know from checking out his Instagram, he is also a dog dad. So I just wanted to add that. So, uh, Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. And it's a pleasure. You can take Dr. J today because I too have been a little off with my picks lately, Gary B. So I am going to stay away from calling myself Dr. J. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think you must've been very wrong about last week. Last week was insane. I mean, so I called the bills to cover the reason I called bills to cover too, is because if you have a team that wins by two touchdowns, the game before they're favored by two touchdowns, they're usually like 66% against the spread given history. So I was just hammering. I'm like, this is when Josh Allen, it's going to be MVP Josh Allen against the worst pass defense in the league. And then they lose nine to six. Why? To Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Why? Because there's too much reliance on Josh Allen. First of all, Josh Allen had the worst game of his career, right? We've all been there. We've all had bad days. Secondly, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's with all, you know, yeah, well, listen, I mean, you know, Josh Allen was incredibly, and still in my opinion, is turnover prone at times. You're saying, you're saying, I'm taking this with a lot of respect. You sure. believe this was his worst game of his career? Because his rookie, even his, his first two years had some clunkers. He, he had some clunkers, but I think given the support that he has around I him see. now, right, right, like right, if you right. factor in all those That's elements, fair. it's That's the worst, worst game of his career. But what's crazy to me, though, is I looked up the odds for him to be MVP, Gary, and I was expecting those to be dropping drastically. He's still propped at the number one most likely candidate to win MVP, and right behind him are Kyle Murray and Tom Brady. So I think <laughs> it was the worst game of his career. And I just think the O-line, our O-line stinks. If we had a solid O-line, I think it would have been an odd, like, I just don't even think that would have been a game. Our O-line has been piss poor this year. I see. Jess, what do we got? Yeah, yeah he um, hasn't 
played that bad since 2019, uh, for the record. Uh, so Bills, 11 and a half point favorites over the Jets. Uh, game total sitting at 47 and a half. Bills minus 590 on the money line. Jets plus 425. I mean, the over is going to be phenomenal here. I, and here's why. We don't have Josh Allen Jaguars on the New York Jets. Our pass rush is gone. You know, Lawson out for the year. Bryce Huff, who's, you know, excelled above expectations has been hurt. Um, JFM looks banged up. Like the Jets defensive line, we saw it against the Colts. We made Carson Wentz look like the birth child of Tom Brady and Joe Montana. And Jonathan Taylor looked like Walter Payton had sex with Barry Sanders and created a child. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm actually incredibly optimistic about the Jets offense. I think what you're seeing is we, we hit on Michael Carter. We have Elijah Moore sightings, two touchdowns last week. We, Jameson Crowder is still a real wily vet in the slot. And it's that modern NFL where we have catching running backs with speed. We've got, so, and Mike White's going to play. And I got to tell you, like, again, even with, with, you know, Johnson coming in when Mike White got hurt, the Jets offense is clicking. Um, you know, Zach going for home run ball in every game and not doing the short dump offs and all that stuff is starting to be a thesis that is worth debating. The Jets have played dramatically better at home. They've beaten the Titans and Bengals at home. And this is an AFC battle, right? East battle. I, and I think the Bills are going to light the Jets up. I think they're going to be super bent out of shape of what happened in Jacksonville. There will be no pass rush. Um, the Jets are now on their seventh and eighth safety. They've lost Marcus May for the year, who is their anchor in the secondary. Uh, I, I think the Bills are going to score a lot of points, and I think the Jets will score points. Though the Bills' defense is really good, like in a lot of ways, I still have this weird feeling that Mike White's command of the offense with more skill on the offense than we probably understood from the Jets is the kind of thing that puts up 13-17 kind of thing. And then you add the 30 that I think the bills are putting on the 40, the bills are putting on, like, I think it can get up there real fast. Each of the jets last five games have gone over the point total. Right. Because I think the, the Vegas odd makers, the odds makers are still trying to calibrate what's going on. And as like a really educated 40 year watched every play fan, their offense is better than people think. And I think Mike White's going to come in and play well. I really genuinely do. Um, and then and I also think the Bills are the kind of defense that will create turnovers. So not only do I think Mike White will potentially put them in the end zone twice, I also think that the Bills defense is capable of making White, Mike White throw up. There was a play that was an easy pick for the Colts that was, you know, these are the hidden things in sports, right? Like it got tipped at the line. It was going to be a pick. Like Mike's shown me that he'll, you know, like any quarterback, like most quarterbacks, if the pass rush is there. It's going to be a little bit of a problem. I expect the Bills to be able to do something defensively. And, and then I think offensively, I think the Jets are in a heap of trouble defensively. I really do. I know they overperformed in some ways, but I think a Patriots 53 spot, what the Colts did with 45, I, I think the Jets defense really, the injuries have finally caught up with themselves and the defensive line can only do so much. And I'm not even sure they're that healthy based on what I'm watching. So I think that's kind of my energy uh, what do you think, my man? 
You know, I, I listen, I like the Jets offense. I think if you look at their 14th in passing in the league, which probably most people are surprised by hearing that number, huge, huge fan and actually a friend, Braxton Berrios, love watching him. He's a beauty out there. I, I just think the issue is here, but here's what I like about your bet. What I like about your bet is I always analyze the public bet versus the actual money, where the sharks are going. And with the over right now, I think you're seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're seeing about 50% of the public on the over and you're seeing over 80% of the money on the over. So anytime the public and the sharks are doing something different, I love to jump at it. The biggest concern I have with that is you nailed it. The Bills defense is number one. And whenever you have a number one defense against a Jets number 31 defense, I think you could run into some serious mm -hmm. issues with just time with the ball. And so I think that uh, Buffalo Bills are going to be very strategic this game. They're going to be coming out firing after mm -hmm. being so humiliated last week that I think I would personally take the bills team total over the actual over the total game and i believe if you could give me a line on the team total i think it's 30 30 and a half does that sound right let me find that for you okay so that's the yeah you're right be hammering. is that right 30 and a half yep so either I'm going to go Bills first half over team total or Bills overall team total. I just think when you see defenses that stacked against one another, we're going to have time of possession for a significant amount. And I think we're just going to come out absolutely fired. Is in a, in a world where the NFL is a copycat league, is there anything that the Jets saw on film from Sunday? And then more importantly for you, because we're, I'm strategizing draft picks. You're thinking sure. Super Bowl. Is there anything that that other team was was there anything that feels actually true that the Jags figured out that is a scalable, replicatable model for defenses? What what I think is a little bit scary is you have to pressure you have to pressure Josh Allen. And if you do, and your D-line can outperform our O-line, there's significant trouble associated with it. And what about when issue, teams what what about when teams blitz? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I think teams teams are gonna have to continue to blitz because what they figured out is that our O line is not strong. Our O line stinks, and our rushing game is average, right? So passing, we're seventh in the league. Defense is number one in the league, and running, we're in the back half of the league. We're is the, the defense 50 is the defense number one in the league a, a hair inflated by the quality of schedule? Um, I'm just I, wondering. That's not a leading yes, question. I mean, I think quality of schedule, it's a, it's a, we have an easier schedule than most, but I also think you've seen two or three shutouts from the Bills this year. And while yeah. the Bills, like, even with the Jaguars, like we sucked, still held them to nine points. So yeah. we're holding big teams to, to low amount of points. The only game we Who have the Bills beaten this year? Yeah, well, the big loss that we had, the big loss was against Tennessee Titans, and we gave up 31 yeah, points. What, how, who have you but, beaten, actually? Like, yeah. for real, who are the wins? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the true wins are you got Kansas City. Yep. Um, you got New England. Yep. Um, you got You beat New England when? We beat New England in New England, I believe. Let me uh let me pull up pull it up real quick. So I have You remember stuff. that, Jess? I don't remember that game for some reason. Am I, am I getting old? I I mean they haven't they haven't played New England. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, shit, you're good. I'm so you're happy. Good. So I'm nice try, Jason. Jason. We lost to Steelers on the open. I know you right? lost to Steelers to the Dolphins. That was the right. AFC East game. Yeah, yeah. Crushed Dolphins, law uh, beat uh, Washington. So two very mediocre teams. Absolutely crushed Texans, held them to no points. Mediocre team. Beat Kansas City in Kansas yep, City. Yep, so yep. Let's not forget but, that. But let's also know and who Kansas City is this year. Keep going. 
True, true. And then lost to Titans by three in that heartbreaker of a Monday Go ahead. game. Go ahead. I and remember. then we had the Dolphins, and then we beat the Dolphins again. So, again, t- tough to Go beat ahead, two four, teams and- twice. And Jacksonville. So, But you yeah. lost that. Hold on. Your we wins, I want to do this again. Yeah, you lost to Jacksonville. Oh, Jess, help me here because I'm staying on this. Who I'm trying to spin this, but two for the Dolphins. Actually, the Dolphins. Yeah, so you beat the Steelers. <laughs> no, they, no, we lost no, to Steelers. Lost to the Steelers. Oh, I'm sorry, you lost opener. to the Steelers. Okay, so hold on, everybody Steelers. stop. This is a train wreck. For Fuck. A Ready? I think Gary's dissecting us. I'm doing bit. something like here. I like what I'm doing here, Jess. <laughs> very slowly. Who have the Bills beaten this year? Twice the Dolphins, the the Chiefs, which I respect. Okay. But yep. Dolphins, twice. Washington, yep. Texans, and Dolphins twice, and 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 Chiefs. You said Chiefs. I'm sorry, Chiefs, Dolphins twice, Texans, and Washington. I got it. I got their five wins. I got to tell you, I've been hot on this. It's been in my gut. It's weird because they're the rival of the Jets. The Jaguars game made it gave me a little more confidence in this, but I'd be lying. If I didn't say that it's just okay. I mean, the Steelers are, uh, for the Steelers, I I remember this very vividly and it was a blocked punt that changed that game completely. So I'm being fair here, but off of of the AFC championship game uh, at a home opener Mm -hmm. to lose to that Steelers team felt really telling to me at the time. I was like, "Mm." hmm. If we're talking passing to the guard, Ben, Josh, all that, I'm like, that's normally in NFL history, a 31 to 7, 28 to 10 win for the Bills. That caught my attention. The Chiefs win, smoke screened us because we didn't understand the Chiefs are this version of Chiefs back to like, they're a different team right now. They just are. And when the Bills uh, beat them, though, no one knew at that point. Because then they went to kind of correct. and they had a run of losses. Right? And so, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, look, I don't know. I mean, this is a dangerous game because the Jets have been so weird at home off of these kind of losses. And the offense is better. Look, I still think the Bills win. I'd be I, Listen, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. If for some fucking reason the New York Jets beat the Buffalo Bills this week, shit's going to get weird in Buffalo. Shit's yeah. gonna get weird in Buffalo. And this is again, it's if you look at the NFL though, and the way the public's moving, it's the only game that is almost a two touchdown spread. So clearly, like the people are moving in that direction. But you're right, Gary. I, when you, you challenged me there for a minute, and now I feel like I'm folding a little bit because we do have two shutouts, which are impressive, that couple is, yeah. big wins. But if you look at the strength of the schedule, it's our biggest test, I guess, was Monday night against Tennessee, and we couldn't convert the fourth and one, which killed us. You go back to back losses, Jacksonville and the Jets. That's the conversation changes dramatically. Yeah. And we're playing, we as a division, we're playing what? We're playing the the, uh, NFC South, right? Yeah. So you've got Tampa still. You've got the Mm -hmm. Saints still. You haven't played, you haven't played the Falcons yet. Pats twice as per usual. Screwed that up. Yeah. December 6th. Yeah. That first Pats matchup. It gets a little bit, you know, this is an interesting season for the Bills. They better win this game and they better win it for real. I agree with that. And the Jets have been a hair sneaky at home. They've been a hair sneaky. I I do think the Marcus May injury is, I mean, if Marcus May didn't get hurt, I'd be a little feisty right now based on all this data. I think the Jets defense takes a significant drop. They're second there. I mean, 
if the, I mean, the Bills are going to throw the football all over the place. Like they should, but this is an, honestly, I think this game could go quite over. If this game pops up a 44 to 27, I'd be like, uh-huh, we had a read on it. I just Remind don't know Jets, Jets can, can put score up 27 against yeah. our defense. I respect that. I respect that. I do. Yeah. I, I think that's probably right. Yeah, but if you look at, I think obviously an indicator too is just look at the prop lines. You got uh, Josh Allen at a one to one to throw over 300 yards. I mean, obviously he's a great quarterback, but those are a lot of yards. And I think the only way that we are going to make a statement in this game, quick passes, get Beasley, get Diggs back in the game, Manuel Sanders. It's all going to work against us. Those things are going to work against the way our defense yeah. plays. Look, I think the only way Josh Allen's not going to have 300 yards is if he gets hurt. There's no other way. Yeah. Knock on wood right now, please. I. Actually, doing what? Jess, I'm thanking you, you, Gary. Jess, you're a I not, Why? You're a bandwagon Patriots fan. You should not I, be knocking. Yeah, but I just I don't want anyone to get hurt. Of course you do. Sports uh, talk. Remember, this isn't real life. Josh is no bandwagon Patriots fan. Come on. Yes. Okay. It, this Jay, is what the hell? All right. Final. You know, score. We got to get to the other guys. Final score predictions. You go first, my friend. Final score. Firm it up. All right, final score. I'm going to go 45. Let's go 45 10, Buffalo Bills. Over hits, team total hits. I'm going to go 39 20, Buffalo. I'm going 31 17, Buffalo. Such a boring score. I love it. <laughs> Nothing weird happened. No missed extra points. Just a very 30. All right. Nice and neat. All right. Next. I love next it. Thank you, brother. Good luck. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Bills. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, the tables in Buffalo are quaking, um, thinking you. about the Jets matchup. All right, uh, now let's get into the Cowboys-Falcons game with our two guests for the Falcons. We have David Walker is the host of the Falcoholic podcast. <laughs> and for the Cowboys, we have John Mashota, who is the Cowboys reporter for The Athletics. So, guys, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Set us so, up, Jess. Give, us some, give me some spreads. Yeah, Cowboys, uh, eight-point favorites at home against the Falcons. Total sitting at 54 and a half, and this one has Ooh. creeped up. Uh, Cowboys, minus 400 on the money line. Falcons, plus 300 on the money line. David, before we get to you, John, what happened last week? <laughs> An absolute disaster is what happened. Uh, how, how, how did it happen? Oh, this is a team that was riding too high on themselves. And, and you could just tell that even in, during the week leading up to it, Mike McCarthy was talking about the old Bill Parcells line of not eating the cheese and like was talking to the team about that. And I found that interesting because you're riding a six game winning streak and he hadn't really been talking like that before. So clearly he sensed something. Uh, there was a little bit of talk about how practices weren't that great last week. And I think that because they went into Minnesota last Sunday night and just went in there with their backup quarterback that nobody thought they'd really win the game, that they were riding high, that they're like, we can just show up with like our C game. And we'll roll this Broncos team. This Broncos team just traded Von Miller. This is like one of the franchise's greatest players. Like they're not going to be in here ready to give us a challenge at all. And uh, they kept going for it early on and fourth down weren't getting them. And Denver's kind of, they took offense to that. They were like, oh, you think we're like this? And they just kept giving them momentum, momentum. And before you know, it was too late. They, they kept thinking that they could just kind of turn it on whenever they want. We'll just, you know, we'll start throwing to CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. It'll start clicking. And it, and it never did. Interesting. Uh, David, what is your take on your team i think it's i've kind of enjoyed it i my brother has a, and i have a sports representation business uh in many sports including the nfl and we uh we rep foyer so i've uh keep an eye always on falcon games and he's the best and we also represent beef keith smith so i've always got and atlanta is one of my favorite cities in the world so i always have a little love for atlanta plus 
you know, it's a heartbreak organization like mine. Yes, so, it is. So I have a lot of kinship towards you. Uh, I've been happy to, you know, I also like Matt Ryan. I just always liked, I always thought he's a little underrated. So seems like there's some things clicking this year, like obviously some lows, some cliche Falcon stuff of losing some games maybe you didn't want to, but, you know, obviously I got to see you up close and personal in London. And, you know, it seems like there's some pieces. Patterson's been really good. Wow. I Big surprise. Like, yeah, it's really good to see. You know what really pisses me off about his career? I, as a CEO, spend all my time trying to put my players in a position to succeed. You come right. in as an accountant, and if I have to make you a creative, I'm not against it, right? It's a thing I hate about Jess's head coach. Like, he'll take a receiver and make them a corner. Like, why? That's your job. And I think the Falcons have done, he's been, he came into the league as a disruptive player. And then people tried to make him a standard player and kudos to you guys, I think, to have figured it out. Yeah. He's the biggest surprise I think for the Falcons this year uh, in a season full of surprises, we've got uh, Patterson who's come in uh, and just been lights out. Uh, anytime you match up a linebacker or a safety with him, game over. Uh, it's he's winning that matchup. Uh, and that's what happened last week in the saints at the end of the game is they had Kwan Alexander one-on-one uh, out wide and he just, he torched him. Um, and then you've got, you know, Kyle Pitts, who started off a bit slow, and I think actually he got going in the Jets game in London. He did. He did. Uh, absolutely tore it up. Uh, he is averaging over 15 yards per reception as a tight end. Uh, well, because he's, we, he's a receiver. He's a receiver. Uh, he's I mean, amazing. We, we have to stop calling him a tight end. Yeah. He is, he's blowing the doors off. Um, what's crazy is that you're really not seeing a ton of production from uh, – any other singular guy. Calvin Ridley's know, obviously having a rough year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the uh, mental health issues that he's dealing with, uh, which I'm, I'm glad the team- By the way, I'm incredibly proud of him. Yes, 100%. The candor, um, the, you know, I cheer for him so heavy through this process. I saw that, yeah. that really, that's really unfortunate because he's a great ball player. He is, and the uh, kudos to the Falcons organization for letting him take that time. Um, but even before all of this, he was he was not having the best season, not having the best start. Um, and really, it's it's just the Falcons sort of finding the right plays with the right guys at the right time. Um, and for me, the big story is if you can't get to Matt Ryan, if you can't uh, disrupt the pocket, he is carving teams up. Carving? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the, uh, the games where uh, he has not faced a, a top 10 pass rush. And he, he's getting an average uh, yards per attempt of over eight. He had 12.7 average yards per attempt against the Saints, um, who have a decent pass rush. Cameron Jordan is certainly no slouch uh, and no stranger to the Falcons. But if he has enough of a pocket, he has been having a great season. The games where he struggled has been against the Eagles, against Tampa Bay, and against Carolina, teams that can disrupt the pocket. And I think that's the big story for this Falcons offense, and bluntly, this defense is just a work in progress. Yeah, that's right. Um, John, what's your hot take? What's your intuition of what we're going to see on Sunday? I think that Dan Quinn is a big factor in this all. This is going to be his first game coach. Now he's a Cowboys DC. First game going mm-hmm. back, playing Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys defense, they have Ken O'Neill, Demonte KZ. This is going to be a fired up defense. They got embarrassed against the Broncos. They got embarrassed, particularly in the run game. Uh, they're going to be highly motivated. I, and I really do think that they're going to want to win this game for Dan Quinn. And if anybody knows Matt Ryan, it's going to be Dan Quinn. And so because of that, like, I think Matt Ryan's playing great, but I think he, I think that they'll have enough for him. 
And the other part of it is I just, I don't think you're going to see Dak Prescott play that bad again. He was coming off the calf injury. He didn't play, obviously, at the bye week. He didn't play against Minnesota two weeks off. He looked rusty. He's highly motivated to. He played those last two series in that game that he should never even have been in there against Denver, but you couldn't take him out. He's running on the two-point conversion. It's The game's already out of hand. Um, he's going to be highly motivated too. And, and frankly, just the, if you look at what Atlanta's done past defense wise, I mean, you can eat them up and they've only faced really one good quarterback and, and that was Tom Brady. So, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to like about the Cowboys here. I just think you're going to see a very motivated team because you can sit there and have your conversations behind the scenes about, Hey guys, be careful. Don't eat the cheese. It's another to go out on TV and get embarrassed. And, and for a Cowboys team where like people are turning away like in the second half, like, I mean, that's just, that, that's very uncommon, especially for this year. I mean, this is a, this is a good Cowboys team. This isn't like your typical, uh, typical co- Cowboys they're overrated or whatever. Like this is a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, I just, I think that they got a little embarrassed last week. They're gonna be highly motivated for this. Uh, Cowboys are 0 and 4 against the spread in their last four games following a double digit loss at home. A little fun stat. Just a just fun made, fact. You just you just made David's day, David. Yeah. What, we, what are we what are we gonna say? I think it's gonna be a shootout. Um, I'm familiar with uh, Keanu Neal. I'm familiar with uh, Demonte KZ. You know, they they spent quite a few years in Atlanta. Uh, I don't think any of those guys. You know, maybe Micah Parsons is gonna be able to keep up with Kyle Pitts. Now, How, how's Micah, I, how's Micah been against the pass? Not, not great. They haven't really yeah. used him in that role. They've had yeah, him going yeah. downhill. That's what I thought. Pass rushing. I, and I anticipate that being the, the yeah, case in this game too. Yeah. That, I mean, they would be, that would be, the, that would completely eliminate him from the game. If they put him on Pitts. Pitts is going to be a big problem for them. How, how's Micah been on the pass rush? Awesome. I mean, especially yeah. his last game, he had two and a half sacks. I mean, He's just I mean, slick. people, people can talk all they want about like, Oh, this team's so great at drafting and this team's got the best, you know, front office. They're so, there's so much luck involved. Like the Cowboys to get Micah Parsons at 12 total luck. I mean, they were sitting there at 10 and they didn't have either those corners fall to them that they wanted. They could have taken Micah Parsons there, but they're like, we're going to trade back a couple picks. And then we're going to, st- we're going to take Micah Parsons. He's the best player available. If you knew he was going to be what he is now, you would have traded up. You wouldn't have traded back. He, you, did, he, or didn't, you- he didn't play that season at Penn state, right. right? The COVID season. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I've been recruiting him back to my brother's business, like okay. since he was in high school and that, but I haven't been, I'm not fully up to date. I knew he was brewing and doing well. Talk about, listen, the Cowboys have done really well with pass rushing drafting. Anyway, David, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I, I think this is going to be a, a game where Pitts gets back on track. I think he had close to 70 yards last week. Um, a name to pay attention to in my mind, uh, he just had two touchdowns this past week, Lamade Zacchaeus. He sort mm-hmm. of flies under the radar and he's going to draw your, your second, your third best corner. Uh, when you have two wide receivers out there, Russell Gage will get you know the primary looks at least uh, initially. And I think Zacchaeus is a guy that Matt Ryan has learned to trust a little bit more. Uh, he's finding him down downfield a little bit more. And yeah, and of course, you know Patterson. Uh, teams know that he's going to be lining up against linebackers and safeties, and they've still not been able to limit his production. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm, I'm not betting on the Cal or uh, on the, the Falcons to be clear, uh, but I think both teams are going to rack up the score. So uh, we have a bet on the DK Sportsbook. Both teams to score 25 plus is plus 170. If you like a shootout. Just saying. I like it. <laughs> David likes it. Yeah, I think. Jess, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think the Cowboys aren't going to be caught by surprise like they were last time. I think these teams both get 
over 25. I think it's last year they played, it was 40 to 39. It was a shootout last year. About all those points. Was that that onside kick crazy yes. shit? Yes. Oh my God, the foul. Yeah. Kick. 40 to 39. How do you, I think how we, do you convert an onside kick in this modern NFL? I mean, it's part of the reason why Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys now and no longer the Falcons head coach. I mean, that's, those are, those are type of, you know, games where you crumble in that it's hard for as much, much as Arthur Blank probably wanted to keep him as that coach. Yeah, you right. got to eventually got to go another direction. I think that's right. Uh, Jess, what would be your score? We'll start with you this time. Uh, Cowboys 34, Falcons 27. So I think they both get to over 25. John? Yeah, I'm going 35, 20. Like, and, and when you guys sent me those odds, like, man, I love Cowboys to score first, Cowboys touchdowns to score first. Uh, very aggressive early on. This is the way the Cowboys have to win. They have to score early, get a lead. That's the, their defense feeds off of that. I think that's what happens in this game. Again, they're very aggressive. They'll go for it on fourth, two, fourth and three. Uh, I expect them to be very aggressive. Uh, 35, yeah, 35, 20. David? Yeah, I think if you love uh, punter battles, this is not the game for you. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys 38, Falcons 28. Ooh, I am going to go against the grain here. I have a Ooh. weird feeling. I am going to go with this picture. Unfortunate turnover on the first drive after it looks good, a la Tom Brady throwing an interception to David Harris in the divisional round of the Jets-Patriots game when it looked the Pats were going to go all the way down the field and score a touchdown, which set the tone to one of the most surprising games in NFL history after the Jets had lost to the Patriots only six weeks earlier, 45-3, to and stunned the Patriots in what Tom Brady still thinks is his best team. I know it, and that's what makes me happy in life. <laughs> I think similar here. I think the, the crowd – this is in Dallas, right? Yep. Yeah. I think the crowd's going to be hyped. I think there's, I think the logic here is exactly right from all of you. What's great about sports is logic does not always prevail. Um, I think, I think this is, this is the dangerous scenario and I'm going to go with it because I like going against the grain. The Cowboys get the ball first, drive 50 yards easily, and then have a fumble uh, that's scooped up for a touchdown or something to the degree of the, and then it gets into press land fast. And that's, and I'm still, I think that's the, the football, I think we've, you know, again, there's a lot of educated football fans amongst the four of us. These are how those games play out. Like this, when I paint you that scenario, I think all three of you are like, oh, I've seen that game before. We've seen those games before. This is the setup. This is what we expect. But then something that isn't based on the logic triggers, and then it goes very much into panic mode and things of that nature. And I just think the Falcons have been playing well-ish enough. And I think like, I think there's a lot of emotion here in a lot of ways. I love when everyone's like, Dan Quinn's gonna, you know, the revenge game. I'm like, what about the fucking players who are pissed as shit about all the stuff that went down? Like they're actually pretty impactful to what happens. And I think people get caught up too much in the narrative of the coach revenge game without understanding the psyche of the players, you know, the ones that actually play on the field and how they feel about this scenario. I just have a funny feeling about this game is going to be a little bit tighter than people think. And I'm going to go 21-20 Falcons. Ooh. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, I think Matt Ryan's been playing well. I think the Cowboys franchise, you know, it's funny. We have this real funny banter, David and I, of like, what was me franchises? Look, 
because it was my high school years, but the dominant cowboys of Jimmy, we're talking a long time ago. And I actually am, I mean, so much so that I'm starting, this is the seventies and eighties and nineties super team. I'm starting to almost develop that kinship. I'm like, man, these, and, and what to the cowboys of like a little like hard on let's luck franchise. And I, I think that plays a little bit here. I'm telling you right now, if I'm right and it's 10, nothing early, I can definitely tell you the Cowboy fans in the stadium are having the following combo. Oh, fuck. Did we get duped by this team? Not, oh, fuck, it's a little bump. They're going to go macro. And, so, and you know, look, the players, they play. And, like, you know, C.D. Lamb is not worried about the last 15 years of Cowboys history. But I got it. To, and, and to be very transparent, which I promised myself when I signed up for this show, I would be. I am not a very big fan of the Cowboys head coach in any shape or form. Um, and so I, you know, do not, here's what I would say. Do not let there be a turnover touchdown for the Falcons on the first drive of the game. And David, I've watched enough Falcons to know the defense is not necessarily the kind of defense that is going to make that kind of play, but fuck sports is so wild, right? Zeke trips by accident and the ball pops out of his arm. Like, you know, they're just weird stuff. And I have a feeling it's gonna be a weird game just because I can already see on Monday morning on all the sports shows of like, what's wrong in Dallas? I can just like see, I feel like it's coming. Well, you hit it with you. Every, you summed it up perfectly because, okay, if it goes the way you said it, it's going to go. Okay. Yes. Everybody will be furious at at t stadium. And I'm telling you right now, the blame will immediately go to Mike McCarthy 100%. because, because they're riding right now where it's like, they're, they were not happy with the way last season went with complete disaster. And so, but he bought, he bought them like a little bit of mm-hmm. coming over to his side because they won six in a row. But if mm-hmm. all of a sudden you drop two to two teams that I'm telling you, like after they beat the Vikings on a Sunday night a week ago, it was like, oh, this team might not lose another game this season. Look at all these easy games. The Chiefs are coming up. They're not as good as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. So if you drop two games at home to Denver and Atlanta, no, there's going to be major panic and mode. I, think- I will say the only thing though, that the only thing that you have to factor in here though, is they play in the dumpster fire of all dumpster fire divisions. So they're still getting to the playoffs. They're going to moonwalk to the playoffs. (laughs) But I don't think people have the Falcons. I think the Falcons are a really competitive football team. David? Yeah, you know, if if they steal this win in Dallas, and I can tell you there is not an Atlanta fan that believes that they're going to walk out of there with a win. (laughs) It takes a Jets fan. Except for Gary. (laughs) Yeah, Gary, just the Jets fans. We, We are a harmed fan base let me tell you i'm aware um if they come out with this win you you will hear atlanta fans talking about how the braves canceled the atlanta curse and Mm. it will be about them turning the table about games in in in, uh, texas since uh you know going back a few years that most painful loss was in texas any injury any injuries on either side that happened fresh this last week like the jets are more in trouble than people realize because marcus may was anchoring an atrocious secondary because we were on our six and seven safeties and rookie corners now him out i'm like oh my god josh allen might like have 900 yards people don't understand how big of a deal that is in the locker room i have some insight on that what about for you you guys did anybody get hurt last week that's not going to play uh zeke got a little dinged up with his knee but he's he's going to be a go the biggest one for the cowboys is that uh kicker greg zerline just got put on the reserve COVID, and it's highly unlikely he's going to play in this game so actually right Right now, I'm at the start right now, they're working out two kickers. So wow. uh, any of those props, on, any of those bets on the uh, longest field goal 
or, you know, who, you know, whatever, any of the, any field goal related stuff all goes Falcons way. And I also, with the way that the Cowboys go for it on fourth down, they're going to try everything they can and not have their field goal kicker out there. Okay. So the Falcons longest field goal for it to be the Falcons is plus plus one fifteen. That's the bet right now, but that's going to be long gone because the Falcons have a great kicker right now with Zerline. And, and uh, David, for you, any injuries last week or no? Uh, no notable injuries, but we may be getting Dante Fowler back from injured reserve. Uh, if he comes back, he's been having a good season as a pass rusher. Yep. Uh, and if I'm not sure what the status is for Tyron Smith, but the last time the Falcons played and he was out and Chaz Green was in at left tackle, uh, <laughs> we, we got six sacks on Dak Prescott in that one game. So Tyron Smith is a big part of an offensive line. I don't know his health status, though. Hey, in Dallas? They talk about that game like they talk about the 90s Super Bowls. Believe me, it is not lost. That, that ch- It's called the Chaz Green game in Dallas. People bring it up every time Tyron's hurt, and that's quite often. Yeah, if, if an Atlanta fan knows the backup left tackle for the Cowboys in a specific season, that is a notable game. Well, I'm going to be very excited on Sunday evening, uh, which is my birthday, by the way. Turn the four. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, I, uh, I will be tweeting at you three saying – just saying. saying he, That's he, what I'm saying. Happy we'll birthday. We'll see if you me. call it. Um, yeah. Just saying. I look forward to that. Well, I hope I, you probably don't, right, John? You don't want that to happen. Gary, I'm a huge fan. You can tweet oh, whatever you want you. at me. Thank you, brother. <laughs> You're very sweet. Thank you. Well, listen, thanks for being on. Good luck the rest of the way for both your squads. Jess, what, what, what are the uh, disclaimers? Uh, and I got to do my boost. I'm, my boost is Jets, Bills over. I am completely convinced that the Bills might hit it by themselves. Okay, uh, so I don't know if we can boost that. Okay, so give me something else. Buffalo, how about, so we got Buffalo, uh, New York, both to score 20 plus points is plus 155. Will not boost. No. Falcons to score first is plus 145. On a, what's the odds on a scooped up fumble, 79 yard return touchdown? Can I get some, I have this, I have this premonition. I'm like Nostradamus. Okay, let me just send that over to the producer in the back to look that up. What else? Um, Another one we have Bills over three and a half touchdowns, minus 110. We could boost to even or plus money. Touchdowns piss me off because weird stuff happens in the red zone. Okay, here's well, here's for for the uh, Atlanta Dallas game Atlanta to win by a margin of one to six. So one to six win margin is plus 475. What, what do you mean one to six margin? Sorry, I'm not a degenerate. Like if they like to win by any margin between one and six by one to six points. Well, what the fuck is that? What if they win by eleven? I lost. That'd be some dumb. Yeah. Shit. No, I'm not <laughs> interested in that. Okay. You know that well, is my prediction. What else can I boost? Uh, let's see. We got producer in the back sending me bets. Falcons longest field goal plus one fifteen. Yeah, but will that change or can I lock that in right now? Because I feel with this news that just broke, that's going to move too much. I mean, it's on, it's on the DK Sportsbook right now. All right, fuck it. Boost the shit out of that. All right. There you go. And odds and lines are subject to change. That's the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. You were supposed to say that to remind me. <laughs> you are so yeah. evil. I hope the Pats lose every player for the season this week. <laughs> All of them. First oh, my God. Ever. First ever 53 men IR evening. That's my hope. And a happy birthday to you too, Gary. That's Gary's birthday wish. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Die Hard Dialogue. 
you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wyoming. 1-800-522-4700 in New Hampshire and Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Idaho. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-532-3500 in Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call and text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or call 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. Available to play in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 years or older or 18 plus in New Hampshire and Wyoming. For entertainment purposes only, no results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com sportsbook for full details. Odds and lines are subject to change.